Tragically, there are many Christians who shy away from reading the book of Revelation, and even pastors who are reluctant to teach from the book. Why is that? Let's find out more in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report, a podcast in which we learn how we can keep watch and find hope as we grow in our understanding of Bible prophecy. This is Steve Miller, and in this episode, we're going to look at a couple of widespread misconceptions about the book of Revelation and how we can best respond to them. You may be aware of the fact there are a surprising number of Christians, and even pastors, who view the book of Revelation differently than the other books of the Bible. There is a common perception that it's a difficult and confusing book to read. And because there are so many different opinions about how to interpret the prophecies in Revelation, Bible teachers avoid the book altogether because they don't want to generate disagreements in their church. So they figure it's safer to avoid revelation as well as the topic of Bible prophecy. Another common excuse some people give for not reading revelation is that they say it doesn't have any practical relevance to us today. They say that revelation is all about the future and God's judgment of unbelievers, and therefore it doesn't really offer any guidance for Christians living in our day. But when God inspired the Apostle John to write the book of Revelation, he opened the book with words that make it very clear it is meant to be read by all believers. We're told in Revelation 1.1 that the book contains the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants the things that must soon take place. The very first words here are the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Greek term translated revelation means to become visible or to uncover, or to reveal. Right from the start, God makes it clear His intent is to make the truths in this book visible, to reveal or to uncover these truths. This final book of the Bible is the revelation of Jesus Christ. That tells us that God is going to make the truth visible about Jesus Christ Himself, as well as about what is to come in the last days and beyond. The misconception that Revelation is too confusing to understand can easily suggest that God has purposely made the book vague. But the 22 chapters in this book are filled with important truths God wants to make visible or clear to us. And there's more in verse 1. After we're told this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ, we read that God gave this book to show his servants the things that must soon take place. That is, the events that will happen in the future. So again, this is information God wants us to know. He wants to show us specific truths about Christ and specific truths about the future, and he has reasons for doing this. All of this is found in the very first verse in Revelation. God makes it clear he meant for this to be a book that is read by his people and taught in his church. There are no words that warn us to avoid the book just because there are some difficult concepts or passages in it. 
and we especially shouldn't avoid reading Revelation based on the opinions of the people around us. Revelation was given to us by God, and in the very first verse, he says he has some things to show us. Consider this. In 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, we read that all of Scripture is divinely inspired by God and is profitable for teaching and for training in righteousness so that we might be complete, equipped for every good work. Those words, all Scripture, include the book of Revelation. Reading Revelation contributes to making us complete and equipped for every good work. In fact, if we look ahead to Revelation 1 verse 3, we discover that those who read, hear, and keep the words of this book will be blessed. To be blessed means to be filled with spiritual happiness and joy. The idea that we can be blessed by what we read in Revelation clearly tells us that we can understand enough of this book to the point that we will benefit from it. So to avoid revelation is to refuse blessing. Think about this as well. Does it really make sense to say that God speaks more clearly from Genesis to Jude than suddenly becomes too complicated to understand when he gets to the final book of the Bible? No, it doesn't. There are difficult passages in many other places in the Bible. All through the Old and New Testaments, there are verses and teachings that we struggle with and that pastors work hard to understand so that they can teach them to us. While Revelation does have its challenges, there is still plenty that we can understand. It's unfortunate that Revelation has been singled out as being too difficult or too controversial to teach. And it's just as unfortunate that there are some who have discouraged others from discovering the riches of this book. Revelation is just as much a part of God's Word as the other books of the Bible, and it has the special distinction of telling us the end of God's story for all time. If there's one thing we as believers don't want to miss, it's what God says about how, at the end of human history, wickedness will end and righteousness will prevail. Of course, Satan doesn't want you to read about his coming defeat and punishment, but God does want us to know that the best part of the story is still to come and is far better than we can ever imagine. That's why he gave us the book of Revelation. Now, while Revelation does speak a lot about the unpleasant subject of judgment, it does so in the context of God's ultimate triumph. If we want to know about the amazing future God has in store for us, is laid out for us in this last book of the Bible. When it comes to reading Revelation, much of what appears to be confusing at first glance becomes clearer when we take the time to read carefully, consider the surrounding context of a verse, and compare the text with other Bible passages. For example, 278 of the verses in Revelation draw from or allude to truths in the Old Testament. When we take a closer look at certain related passages in both the Old and New Testaments, we can learn a lot. And we can also find help by looking at the verses that surround a difficult phrase or passage. Sometimes there are contextual clues in the parts that we do understand that can help us with the parts that we don't understand. 
While it's true that there are some passages in Revelation that are difficult to understand, that still shouldn't intimidate us. Much of the book is straightforward. With thoughtful and repeated study, we can benefit from what God says in Revelation. And yes, there will be passages we might never fully understand. But there are plenty of passages that we can understand. And as we make the effort to learn from this book, God promises we will be blessed. So what does Revelation reveal to us? What truths does God make visible? For starters, because this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, we are given a wealth of information about Christ himself. He is the focal point of this book. In chapter 1, we see him in his glorified, exalted state. In chapters 2 and 3, as Christ interacts with seven different churches, we see his holiness and wisdom and righteousness in action, all of which motivates us to holy, wise, and righteous living. In chapters 4 and 5, we see him as the one who is worthy of all glory and honor and power. In chapters 6 through 18, we see him taking back the title deed to earth and unleashing righteous judgments upon mankind. And even in the course of those judgments, he lovingly reaches out to the lost with the gospel message sent through prophets, witnesses, and in an angel. Then in chapter 19, we see him as the conquering and victorious king. And in chapters 20 to 22, we see him as the sovereign ruler over heaven and earth. So there's a lot we can learn about Christ. In Revelation, we can also learn about God and his character. We see him as the God who reveals the truth and the God who has exalted his son. We see his wrath poured out against the wicked, and we see his grace and mercy reaching out for people to become saved before time ends. We see that God is all-knowing and all-powerful. We see that he is faithful to keep every single promise he has made about the future. All through the book, we see God's total sovereignty over all things. And at the end of Revelation, we see that he will restore creation and dwell with us for eternity. There's more we can learn. People tend to be quick to say the book is filled with judgment and wrath. While that's true, the book is also filled with grace and hope. While there is bad news in Revelation, there is also good news. It is in Revelation that we learn God will draw to himself a massive harvest of people that is too great to count. And it is here that we discover many truths about heaven and eternity that are not found anywhere else in the Bible. One of the most powerful ways that Revelation encourages us is that in it, we see a reverse of what happens in the book of Genesis. In Genesis chapter 3, we see paradise ruined. In Revelation chapters 21 and 22, we see paradise restored. From the fall of mankind onward, all that humans have ever known are tragedy and despair. But from the return of Christ onward, we will know triumph and rejoicing. From Revelation, we can gain a greater knowledge and understanding of Christ and a greater knowledge and understanding of God. We can know their character more fully and more intimately. 
and we are reminded of the incredible inheritance that awaits us in heaven and eternity. I am sure you will agree that these are great and worthy reasons for reading the book. I hope you found this to be an encouraging episode. Here on Foreshadows Report, a byline you'll hear me say often is keep watch and find hope. I believe you'll agree that reading the book of Revelation is a great way for us to keep watch and find hope. That is the reason God has given us Bible prophecy, so that as we look to the future, we will receive hope and clarity for today. In case you're not aware, I also post messages daily on my Telegram Messenger channel, which is also called Foreshadows Report. If you haven't yet subscribed to my post on Telegram, you can find a link for doing this by going to my website at stevemillerresources.com. That's stevemillerresources.com. In closing, I want to give a heartfelt thank you to Harvest House Publishers, which has been very supportive of this podcast and has supplied all the resources to make it available.